0: KP.
1: KPC. News.
0: Information. Culture. KPCC.
1: California
0: Sensibility. Greetings, loved ones. Let's take a journey. Hi, I'm Rebecca Lehrer. And I'm Amy Choi, and we are the Mashup Americans. So we're lady bosses over here. Yeah, we are. And we love and are inspired by other lady bosses. Um, And it's summertime, so we're also inspired by ice cream. One of my favorite ice creams to eat is Cool House.
1: But I think I'm pretty biased because Natasha Case, who is a co-founder of Cool House, I've known her since she was seven and when she and Freya Estreler her co-founder and wife it's really intense. <laughs> when they launched their first ice cream truck I mean let's just say I've been cutting the lines for many years
0: it really makes me think about how much like kind of the entrepreneurial spirit is just part of our story and like our American story
1: there's also this kind of storyline in the world right now about how millennials they don't want to work hard they're like they all want to be their own bosses but actually it's pretty awesome that they they want to be entrepreneurs and it's a really american way to be it's
0: not a new way to be go america yeah. so <laughs> we're gonna talk to fran and natasha about how being Filipino chinese ukrainian jewish lesbian mashup couple you know shape their decisions everything from starting businesses to starting a family like whose sperm do you choose that's a pretty big choice and <laughs> so
1: really it's the, one of the biggest i think
0: well i'm very excited to talk about this on to the show
2: Freya, can you introduce yourself and tell us how you mash up? Yeah, uh, my name is Freya Estrella, and I'm the founder, co-founder of Cool House Ice Cream Sandwiches, and founder of Ludlow's Cocktail Company. Well, I guess I am a mash up. I'm Filipino, Chinese, Portuguese, and Spanish. I'm married to a Jewish Russian. Lesbian who's sitting right next to me, <laughs> Natasha Case, and actually, Cool House, I say, is our baby. When we actually started dating, the same time we started the business, so we birthed Cool House <laughs> together.
3: Uh, I'm Natasha Case. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Cool House Ice Cream uh, as well. And since Frey already, you know, gave my my mashing up somewhat, although there's, there's some nuances in there Ukrainian, Polish, Lithuanian, Jew.
1: What do you? What did or do you each call your grandmas?
2: Ama. Is ama Chinese? I think it's more Chinese than yeah. Filipino, but yeah, it just means grandma and grandpa's angkong. Also kind of phonetically, it's ama, like yeah. it sounds like grandma. <laughs> yeah, it does. I've,
1: I think that is grandma in yeah. many, many languages. It's just like oma, right? Yeah. What about you? Straight up grandma on both sides. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
3: uh, my mom's mom, uh, she passed, but she was Granny B, you know, for a little bit there. But yeah,
1: so. <laughs> Granny B. Um,
2: she didn't know that, though. I don't Granny think B that was not for
3: her who, uh, ears.
2: Who thought once that, because her eyesight started fading towards the end, thought that I was her boyfriend because I had long hair and this I think fur vest on I guess I looked like a flannel
3: like shirt skinny jeans a
2: Chinese so hipster doesn't sound, yeah, from okay. the 70s <laughs> like I was like Whoa. she had a flashback
3: and uh, she leaned into me and she goes so where'd you meet him <laughs> so she got you know the the vibe though that was good yeah. she knew there was romance going on did you correct her <laughs> I think I kind of blacked out. Like I have no <laughs> memory really processing that. But um, you know, I think I maybe tried to explain, it and it's just you know the fashion was really dictating that moment for her. So better that than to have to explain that you married a woman. Yeah. <laughs> it was there'd be a lot of backtracking, and then I might have to restart the next time I saw her anyway. So, yeah, so know, you're like well, let's just leave let that to the be. next.
1: Sometimes that's nice. You get to start fresh each time. Totally, like, it's a really good way to practice the way you tell your story. <laughs> Exactly. Right. Exactly. Public speaking. Yeah. Public speaking with Granny B. (laughs) New every time. Okay, guys, I want to ask you a little bit about building business. So 40 percent of Fortune 500 companies were founded by immigrants or children of immigrants. And we fully expect you guys to be on the Fortune 500, you know, pretty soon. What role do you think that
2: experience in your families uh, had in you becoming entrepreneurs? I mean, my dad Started his own businesses. He's had a couple businesses, actually, varied. <laughs> <laughs> They're varied. Uh, he used to recruit nurses from other countries and place them here. In the United States, he at one point started selling the miracle fruit. Miracle fruit, remember that? He had a Christian bookstore that's actually still in Atwater Village, that one on Glendale Boulevard. I do know
3: it. Yeah, if you ever can't find me, that's where I am.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but I definitely think like that his entrepreneurial spirit highly, you know, affected and and motivated me, and like you know, presented an example of like, oh, like I can go do my own thing and have that lifestyle of flexibility uh, when it, you know instead of the the usual 9 to 5 sort mm. of job and then my mom who now works at the mayor's office she was a working you know professional single mom I and mean, my parents are divorced and so i think i had two really great examples there
3: yeah and definitely i mean um you know a big part of jewish culture is entrepreneurship definitely strong I think in terms of business and, and business savvy, um, I think Israel is the highest concentration of entrepreneurs in the world, actually. Mm. And um, my family came over on my mom's side. Actually, they were the ones who did um, Fabergé, the perfume named after the eggs. So kind of bringing in like an old world legacy that people would know and, and you know see as this sort of you know uh, sophisticated air about it. And turn that into a brand. And then on, on my dad's side, uh, my grandfather was an entrepreneur, you know, still definitely, we talk a lot about business and has the entre- entrepreneurial spirit very much alive. We call each other Moog, you know, Mogul. Mm. <laughs> he's, I, he's Moog One, I'm like Moog 1.5, I'm working my way up. Um, <laughs> but having that from both sides is something that you, um, that I was aware of growing up and was definitely interested
2: in always.
1: So your families have been supportive of this.
2: Now they are. Yeah. They weren't initially. <laughs> I mean, the idea of an architecturally inspired ice cream sandwich truck. Right.
3: Well, I think, I mean, into that point, you know, I'd kind of always been a good Jewish girl, like had, you know, gone through school, done, done well and was kind of on a path with my architecture degree. So I studied um, at, at Berkeley and then I had gone my master's at, from UCLA in architecture. So that was seven solid years of like preparing to do this thing. Then working at Disney Imagineering, like, OK, it's, you know, on the track. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you bought an ice cream truck and this is going to be a thing that you're doing. And I remember my parents literally kind of had an intervention with me over it, which I totally if I were a parent, too, I would want to bring caution into the discussion like that's a a good parent, you know, would do that. And I told them. Uh, I remember in the first real conversation about it, like, we're going to be laughing about this in a couple of years.
1: I think about that a lot because I went to business school. But actually, most MBAs are not entrepreneurs. right? No. Because no. Cause it's actually a very risk averse yeah. kind of degree. Right. Because you're like, well, I know what the the return on investment is on this. Right. I know that I can have X salary in this job in sort of some kind of management position in a bigger company.
3: It's true because really entrepreneurship, you you got to be a little cray cray for it because there is no defining pattern at all. Like the whole point is that you're saying something's not out there. Why? There's a big chance that's not out there because it doesn't work. Right. So you're already you have all the odds stacked against you totally. And that's why when you when you succeed, there's there's so much there for you, though. So that's kind of, you know, the upshot of it.
1: Right. And so, but like, and right now I think we have this sort of image of millennial founders, right? As these white tech bros or programmers or this kind of, right, I'm building an app, whatever. And yet here we are all women and inclusive of Amy, first or second generation, American, Latina, Asian, and you guys are are married and we've all co-founded companies. So do we buck the trend or are we the trend? What do you guys think? I definitely
3: think there is a, a shift in a more um, more diversity in a lot of business spaces. I think just in general, with our generation, women are more empowered to go after what they want and do what they want and and, and be leaders. And I think it's definitely getting better and better with each you know successive generation.
0: We're Guys, Cool House is the best. If you want more awesome mashup food stories and recipes for ice cream and many other delicious things, check out mashupamericans.com/food. We got you. Back to the show.
1: So, did you ever imagine that ice cream would land you at the White House? And can you tell us about how it, how it happened that you came to serve ice cream at the White House Fourth of July picnic? It's like
3: in business. I think I had an instinct. I, I I remember being on vacation one summer and thinking like I have to get the ice cream to the Obamas. Like this is I, I I had an abstract idea of it in my head, and I like you. I think you kind of have to will things a little bit into yeah. existence. I was on like a 45-minute jog, so all the endorphins, you know, just seeing that vision and you have to visualize it. But in terms of the kind of specifics of how it happened, um, I think it had to do with like seeing, you know, politicians and ice cream. It's such a thing. Um, like the Tumblr Joe Biden eats ice cream, It's a great one. <laughs> just him stuffing his face with ice cream is awesome. And I, at the time, we had a, a publicist that um, you know I reached out to. He'd been doing a lot of work with us on the cookbook, and I said, and I was always like kind of like tough on him. I was like, uh, yeah, Alexander, get us in, into the White House. Like, what are you doing, just sitting around? Hello, make yeah. it happen and get back to me when you do. <laughs> no. Um, no, but we sort of brainstormed on the way, and he, uh, I think, had been was friendly with uh, Michelle Obama's hairstylist. <laughs> Yeah. So he's like, I know, I know a way. Let me talk to this guy. He put us in touch with the events department. We sort of talked about a lot of different things we could do. And, uh, you know, an Easter egg hunt ended up being Fourth of July, which I think was like the ultimate great. But it was tricky until literally like a day or two before we did not know if it was going to work out all mm. the background checks, getting the product down there. So yeah, it ended up being uh, phenomenal but uh, I don't
2: I except has... that Joe Biden at oh. the end um finally wanted his ice cream sandwich and he, <laughs> I I guess I was in a yellow jumpsuit and he just beelined towards me and asked for a Dove bar <laughs> Dove you know ice cream I think they I were the spo- normal sponsor. yeah they had yeah. sponsored it previous years and we had just run out of our ice cream sandwiches so I had to give them. A dope oh bar. no! But Bo the dog, I think, got some Cool House ice cream sandwich. So that's Bo cool.
1: the, and you know how we all feel about dogs, I mean, and Bo the dog. Bo was cool. I how are we going to follow him after they leave the White House? Big shoes to fill. Uh, well, okay. So how do you guys come up with flavor ideas? Like, are you inspired by the mashup? I know you have some Jewish flavors or Jewish deli flavors, or and you've used fun spices in the things that you do.
3: There's really two ways that we come up with new flavors. One is sort of seeing looking at kind of current trends or or what's kind of buzzy in in the food space and instead of reacting to it, thinking, where is this going? Um, For example, the Jewish jelly line came from kind of our generation, I think, re-embracing the Jewish jelly, uh, you you know, here, uh, Wexler's. It's definitely still, like, very—there's a lot of, like, classical components of it, but then putting a little twist on things. Like serving a lot of bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Aren't you (laughs) doing—
2: Uh, Korean ice cream for uh, right. Chef Chris O oh yes.
3: at Hanjip. Yes, we did um, pineapple base ice cream with uh, candied spam, mm. really good. And then there's these um, choco cream cookies that are like kind of a Korean Oreo that they're just really good. They're kind of these whoopie pie marshmallowy cookies, what? and we blended those in the ice cream with marshmallows. Awesome. And then we that's did the one I want. Oh yeah, that's and then we did a red red bean and fries. So it's like the Korean fast food. Wow. Yeah. Do yeah. You,
1: like it feels like it's so exciting because there's all these cuisines. <laughs> That are you know were once exotic or weird, but that are actually kind of embraced by the mainstream, and also are are ours, right? So that feels so resonant. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, have you done any Filipino ones?
2: I was just gonna say we need <laughs> where's, like a our ho- <laughs> where's
1: our ponsit?
3: Where's our
2: Halo ice cream? Yes. That's so easy. That's a big
1: project. I gotta
3: like go to the Philippines and like you know because we're getting distribution out there, so we can or we can do
2: a Dinaguan ice cream. Ooh. What's dinuguan? It's pork blood. It's black. <laughs>
1: oh, you know who would love that, <laughs> Anthony Bourdain. It's that Beau the guy loves the dog. Loves a little, well, <laughs> yeah, Beau well the it dog. is
2: because there's so much I think vinegar in it. It becomes very sweet. The dinagouan. so I can see it kind of working. We could maybe use iron like, rich, definitely for all those uh, you know CrossFit. Keep yeah. Out there. After CrossFit, you have your pork <laughs> blood ice cream sandwiches.
3: <laughs> people just also, it's so funny. You can do the weirdest flavors, and that's part of what pe- people, you know, get drawn to the brand based on that. But at the end of the day, 20% of all our sales is chocolate chip cookies with Tahitian vanilla bean ice cream. Right. So it's like the classics are such winners, too. Sorry, it's so on mashup.
1: No, no. I mean, I think that's part of what it is, too. I think a lot of people like, say, you're like, what's your comfort food? And they're just like, grilled cheese. Totally. And you can be like, born in, you know, Guinea or what? It doesn't matter. It's like those things just sometimes they feel. And for whatever part of your life that that sort of satisfies or part
2: of your body that it really just like it scratches the itch. What is your comfort food? Burritos, Mm -hmm. which I just realized I'm trying this new, you know, blood type diet. I have Mm. type B blood and I can't have. Or I can't really process, apparently, corn, wheat, chicken, or tomatoes. And I was like, but that's a burrito. Yeah, you're like, that's (laughs) That's all the most delicious things. Eating that like once or twice a week for my entire life. (laughs) You're like, I found it. That's where my inflammation comes from. (laughs) Yeah. What is your Starbucks name? Fran. Fran. I think 50% of the time when I introduce myself, they think I'm saying Fran. And what is the root of the name Freya? It's actually the Norwegian goddess of love and fertility. Mm. She's Thor's girlfriend, and from which Friday is derived from. So that's actually my drunk name. My drunken persona is Friday. What? My girl Friday. Yes. And it's just weird, because I think most people think when you say Natasha and Freya, they think that Natasha is Freya, because you're just expecting a, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed... And Freya is a top-five trending baby name right now. We so out. weird. Yeah.
1: What do you think that's about? Yeah. I, Yeah, obviously. Cool house. Yeah, ice cream.
2: But I think there's a show, the Viking show. Oh. There's a character Freya on there. And
1: how does it make you feel that there's all these sort of upper middle class
2: blonde babies, right, being called Freya? Yeah, I don't feel that great about it because I I like to think that I'm like one of the very few Freyas. Yeah. What about Natasha? Natasha.
3: You know, Natalie is the one that they for some reason it's it's not it doesn't seem that similar, but actually it is the origin name of Natasha. Natasha is Natalia. Right. Um, which means born on Christmas, not very Jewish. My parents didn't even know that. <laughs> An Uber driver like a year ago was like, What's your name mean? And thirty-two years on this earth, I never Googled it.
1: Wait, that makes sense. Natal. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Not, Natale, yeah. What
3: <laughs> Uber it's... driver. I remember he was Akbar, which I think he said meant the greatest. <laughs> and he actually then let out like a toot after that. I kid you not. So Was it a great toot? It was
2: <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Speaking of tooth, I just have to say this is kind of mashupy. So we love to play golf. We've been playing golf every weekend. This already, you guys,
1: I just like can't to my Leslie mashup entrepreneur friends. Who
2: play golf every weekend? Can we I mean, good. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. So we played the executive uh, nine hole course in um, Los Feliz. I don't know what executive means, but I, is it like so you can do it at lunch or something? Yeah, it's because <laughs> it's only nine holes. It's okay. only two hours of your time. You think that's what it means? Well, well, yeah. We played not look we it up, last weekend by ourselves, and usually they take out foursomes, right? They want four people to go at a time, and we were paired with these two, you know, much older Korean guys who were really cool. One of them didn't really speak English. The other one owned a liquor store, and I promptly started pitching them on Ludlow's and she did on Cool House. They had (laughs) had a freezer, At the last hole, the older Korean man who didn't really speak English started doing these vertical push-ups on a tree and just let out this deep string of farts. This <laughs> is amazing.
3: I was facing the other way and I was hearing, I was thinking, that cannot be what's happening right now. There's no
2: way. But culturally, I was like, is that normal? Is he just expecting us to pretend that didn't happen because we just started laughing or to come and do it too? And literally
3: like cry. It was the ninth hole. It was the ninth hole, you know, that could be just Did a it? Ritual. Was there any
1: acknowledgement?
2: No, none. <laughs>
3: like, it was just the most bizarre thing, but I'm crying right now like thinking about it. <laughs> If she had been videotaping me sitting on the bench with that in the background, <laughs> by coincidence that happened, it would have 100 million views. It was such a good moment. I only...
1: That's a good reason to always have a GoPro
0: on. <laughs> if you guys love the stories we share, sign up for our newsletter at mashupamericans.com slash newsletter. Every Saturday morning, you'll get a roundup of mashup news from around the world delivered right to you. It'll make you think, laugh, have your thoughts provoked. Uh, could there be a better way to wake up on the weekend? We think not. So do it. Mashupamericans.com newsletter.
1: So you guys work together. Just being married is a mashup because you're two separate human beings. But you also work together and you have all these cultural mixes. Did you face any issues like when you were getting married that were kind of culturally based?
2: Culturally, on my dad's side of the family, since they're uber Catholic, like my dad was like, I think my parents divorced, became a a born again Catholic and took me to those prayer meetings where like they put your like head, you know, your hands on your head and make you faint. Uh huh. And stuff. Very like, did you crazy? It? I did just to like You'd you know be a part of it. Yeah. Soul cycle. Oh no no that's different. <laughs> <laughs> but do it. Do but it. yeah, my dad's side of the family didn't understand one, being a lesbian. Two, marrying a woman. Three, a Jewish woman. Mm. So that was very difficult for for that side of the family. My mom's side, we have an aunt who's gay that yeah. I didn't even realize was gay until I was eighteen. Yeah. I just thought. That was her best friend, her BFF. <laughs> and they slept in the same bed together. Because you know what? We were immigrants. Yeah. And we were trying to save money. So
1: somebody was telling you that story a little bit.
2: Like, that's the story you were being. I, I don't think anyone told me that story. I just made that up. Yeah. But like, I just it, no one had ever said <laughs> the word gay or lesbian. Yeah. In regards to them. Was yeah. anyone
1: surprised when you did come out
2: to them? I actually hid it for my mom for the first three years. And at that point, we were we were already engaged, and Natasha was like, "Okay, we can't let this go on any further. Like, you're gonna call your mom right now, and you're gonna tell her." So I called her, and I was kind of nervous, and I was like, "I need to tell you something." And she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "I'm dating Natasha," and she's like, "Yeah, I know that." (laughs) She's like, "Way to
3: waste my data plan with
2: this call." And I was like, "Well, I'm sorry. I was just nervous because I didn't. I had never dated a woman before." And you'd always see me dating men, and she's like, Freya, mother's instincts. Yeah, she said, I, I, I love
3: Natasha like my own daughter. Why do you think you get the same Christmas gift every year, which was like forty dollars cash and a um, key to the house that had like a Finding Nemo pattern on it? Remember? <laughs> Meanwhile, we're sobbing because we're so relieved and happy. And yeah. She's like, gotta go. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <you're> like, <laughs> That's such a w- so, and it sounds like it was a different experience with your dad. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have to get into it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Uh huh. Totally. <laughs> well, he did get me a gift certificate
3: to Lowe's, though, for Christmas to see your dad. I think that was a big step. So, well, credit to that. She's also, like at least
1: he'll, this one, she'll be the, he's like, she'll be the more, you know, butch one. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was like, because
3: he was getting clothes clearly for all her sisters boyfriend, husband, then it came to me. I was like, what? Is this going to be like a tie for me <laughs> or a skirt? You know, and we went with a gift certificate.
2: I think that was strong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thankfully, also. You, you do
3: you, Natasha. My
2: sisters <laughs> are breaking in my dad, too, because one of them, Shannon, is living in sin oh. with her boyfriend. I mean, now they're engaged, but my dad for a long time was not OK with that. And uh, my other sister, Carissa, just married her Iranian boyfriend. And so there was actually this we, Do you think there are anywhere else in the
1: world where there is an Iranian Filipino couples than Los Angeles? Yeah, actually because
3: Ben siblings or cousins are married to Filipinos uh, in Canada, I think. It's just like a common thing in their I'm family. Like,
1: well, well then we can talk about <laughs> it's some like, fetishizing. It's that like we'll Chinese talk about later. And Jews, right? Yeah. yeah. There feels like it it doesn't take long to become comfortable. Right. It's just that initial kind of friction yeah right?
3: yeah i mean i think for me it was like you know i had gone so far outside the box with freya than what was expected there was no when I, when I told them you know we were engaged we're getting married there was no like oh but could have brought home a jew no yeah that was like you know <laughs> they were. Like, i gave them so much other exciting stuff yeah. to process that yeah there was really no i think questions asked after that i point. think
2: your mom fainted though when she saw your engagement ring
3: <laughs> yes um yes she did faint in the sand. That's true. It was, I think that was, that was good.
1: Yeah. It was, <laughs> she was excited. Yeah. One other question I have for you. I know you guys are thinking about having a family. And um, when you think about, you know, especially as a, uh, gay couple, you have to make a decision about what the sperm <laughs> who who's who that sperm come from. <laughs> What's their mashup? The baby daddy. Yeah. And I I mean I if you're comfortable not even talking about what specific decisions you're making, but even just thinking about like how do you kind of filter your own prejudice or the things that you want in terms of reflecting your identities when you think about mashing them up with whichever of you or at which point either of you um is gonna Uh, house that baby and then give birth to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we
2: definitely did not want to produce a super white baby. Yeah. Because we want to use... We uh, didn't? I thought we talked about this. (laughs) We want to use the same... You want to do an experiment where there's one really white one and one not white one and see who succeeds. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, we want to use the same donor so that, you know, this person, when we imagined him, we were like, okay, he, he has to look like a mix of the both of us. And so someone tan... Of mixed heritage. So we decided on this half Native American, quarter English, quarter Irish, 19-year-old surfer who is in community college. Yeah. I was like, sounds good. He wants to be an EMT.
1: Yeah. Like sounds like a babe. Yeah. Sixty six two one eighty five. <laughs> gorgeous.
2: It's it's I'm interesting. like now
1: everyone starts putting in the stats into like <laughs> cryobank to see if they can find him.
2: Don't steal our vials. Not telling you the donor number. No, no, Uh
1: obviously
3: you have your you know, there's your um there's your DNA makeup and of course like your kind of ethnic, you know, who you are. But so much is is nurture. You realize too, you know. Yeah. It's, and it's so hard to tell. I think when you're looking at these profiles, reading essays, like is someone is someone genetically a bad speller? Probably not. You know? <laughs> I don't. Maybe. No. Um, but it's cool because to to your point, it really makes you think about like what what are the things that matter? What are the things about my identity that stand out most? You know that if you're gonna an, another half of this child is gonna come from someone else. Okay, well, you, maybe you want to you know take the best chances of getting those. But it's it's a, actually a really cool exercise in just thinking on that level,
1: too. And also, I'd imagine even your own prejudice. Yeah. Right. Where you're like, I don't know if that's what I want. Whatever that is like, that's too far afield. I mean, it sounds to right. me like you guys want somebody you want to have a child that that would either of you walking around alone with that child. It's clear that that child looks like you.
2: Yeah. If that's possible. Yeah. Tan, mixed race. Yeah. Tall. Yeah. Cute. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Like just to boil it down to those basics yeah like, intelligence yeah great but what we actually liked about this 19 year old versus some other guys we were choosing from that were a little older and more seasoned in their careers I was like this guy seems like he has more potential than one of them that you know ended up working at like a car dealership right you know like I'm like that's you had everything given to you and that's the choice. you made. The, Yeah. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go with the the, what I don't know.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. That's really interesting.
3: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's more of a, a bet on nurture. Definitely.
1: I mean, it's all such a crapshoot. Yeah. It's exactly. exactly.
3: And you can make these choices and then the kid may have nothing to do with them anyway. You know, yeah. I mean, you just don't know. And yeah. actually There's the, no the first obviously. guy
2: that we chose who ran out of inventory, unfortunately, <laughs> was totally different. He's Six four German Irish Scottish quarter, a little, quarter, little, Native, a little American. Native American, yeah. biotech consultant, marathon running sculptor with yeah. two PhDs, whose dad was a a bank executive and mom was an opera singer. Yeah, he was a sculptor too. I think he was with brown yeah, no, wavy hair yeah. and green eyes, uh, like totally different. And we were prepared for that. We're like, you know what? It doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then, by
3: the way, that's a lot to live up to. If they don't become all of those things, our kid, it's like <laughs> what a disappointment. <laughs> You know, so well, they
1: already have n- not <laughs> two parents who are not the same as theirs. So this child one day, or these children, will be very lucky. Okay, well, thank you guys for coming. Yeah, thank this is you. Fun. So now us. we're gonna do some ice cream taste testing. Awesome, almost that. <laughs> it's uh, ice cream o'clock, I think. <laughs>
0: Um, It sounds like I should date Freya Natasha's surfer, EMT, half Native American, 19-year-old sperm donor. Or is that pervy? I, yes.
1: The answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) This guy does sound really cute and I don't care if he's half your age. The half my age is the least of my problems. Exactly. So, but seriously, I mean, families get made in all sorts of ways. And it's just so amazing that this lesbian, Filipina, Chinese, Spanish, Jewish, Ukrainian, American mashup couple has all of these options.
0: This life, guys, it's it's pretty amazing. It's so
1: dope. Being a mashup American is dope, you guys. So, with that, (laughs) the Mashup Americans are me, Rebecca Lair.
0: And me, Amy Choi. Our producer today was Jocelyn Gonzalez, and our show is produced by American Public Media and Southern California Public Radio, KPCC.
1: We're also supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts on the web at arts.gov. Bye. Bye. Bye.